0: It's Friday, June 17th, 2022, and welcome to Episode 8 of the Alameda Postcast, an audio service of the Alameda Post. I'm your host, Scott Peeler. In this edition of the Postcast, the Planning Board looks at the draft housing element and fields questions of a historic nature, the cross Alameda Trail gets longer, election results, Juneteenth, and the colorful past of our South Shore. These stories and more on this episode of the Alameda Postcast. Our top story... This past Monday, June 13th, the Alameda Planning Board held a public workshop to discuss the draft zoning amendments needed to implement programs in the draft housing element. This is all part of California's regional housing needs allocation. Alameda's share is 5,353 new housing units by 2031, although as reported earlier on the postcast, 2,000 permits have already been issued, so the actual number needed is substantially lower. Part of the discussion centered on the effects of Assembly Bill 886, which stipulates that new housing must be equitably distributed. As noted in the bill, this is to be accomplished by, quote, deliberate action to explicitly address, combat, and relieve disparities resulting from past and current patterns of segregation to foster more inclusive communities, end quote. The Alameda Architectural Preservation Society, AAPS, commented that the proposed upzoning is excessive, saying that the zoning amendments within all residential and historic commercial districts appear unnecessary to meet the RHNA and fair housing requirements. The AAPS did find themselves in the center of further discussion in reaction to their recent application to place the former Maritime Officers Training School facility on McKay Avenue on the National Register of Historic Places. Post readers will recall that in March, the Planning Board approved that property as a senior convalescent living facility, with the Alameda Historical Advisory Board approving of the existing building's demolition, in light of renovation and rehabilitation of the structure being too costly. Alameda Post boards and commissions reporter Karen Jensen has written a detailed article on all the events of the Planning Board workshop, including the history of the McKay Avenue facility and why the recent move by AAPS has spurred controversy. Find the article at alamedapost.com slash top. There's a new bit of road open for business in town. The Clement Avenue extension is now welcoming automobile traffic. The two-lane roadway includes two lanes of protected bike paths as well as a pedestrian walkway. The road starts at the intersection of Sherman and Atlantic and runs to Entrance Street, behind the new Altastar Harbor development of the old Del Monte building. The sidewalk features brick accents, and those bricks were reclaimed from the original Del Monte structure. The bike lanes represent the latest addition to the Cross Alameda Trail. The quarter-mile segment brings the trail to 75% completion and means that cyclists can now enjoy separated bike lanes from the Seaplane Lagoon Ferry Terminal to Ohlone Street. For a look at what's ahead for the Cross Alameda Trail, visit alamedaca.gov, search Cross Alameda Trail. As mail-in ballots continue to be counted, a clearer picture of the results of the June 7th primary election has begun to emerge. In early results, Measure B, the Alameda Unified School District bond proposal, was short of the 55% supermajority required for passage. However, mail-in ballots ran in favor, and Measure B achieved 56.34%. In terms of actual votes, 11,408 have voted yes, with 8,842 voting no. The counting of mail-in ballots ultimately brought success to the campaigns of two challengers. Incumbent County Superintendent of Schools L.K. Monroe conceded the race to Elise Castro, who received 53 percent of the vote. Four-term incumbent Sheriff Greg Ahern has also conceded his race, as challenger Yesenia Sanchez collected 52.7 percent of the vote, which is above the 50 percent threshold needed to avoid a runoff. Meanwhile, the contest for a third district supervisor is headed to November. Rebecca Kaplan and Lena Tam led the voting with 41 and 28 percent, respectively. County election officials have until July 8th to report official results to the Secretary of State, who must then certify the results by July 15th. Until the official results are in, we will continue to provide any updates as they are available at alamedapost.com. Remember, the general election is Tuesday, November 8th. This Sunday marks Juneteenth, the anniversary of June 19th, 1865, when Union soldiers rode into Galveston, Texas, and General Gordon Granger read General Order Number no. 3, declaring all enslaved people free. A state holiday in Texas since 1980, Juneteenth became a federal holiday last year. Because this year, the 19th is a Sunday, the federal observance takes place Monday the 20th. Eileen Zed has written about the importance of Juneteenth. You can find her thought-provoking reflections at alamedapost.com. Also, looking ahead, the Alameda Chamber is partnering with the Alameda Women Leaders to present The Intersection of Juneteenth and Pride, What is the History and the Common Thread, with Dr. Cindy Acker. This town hall happens Tuesday, June 28th. Details at alamedapost.com slash events. You've probably heard of the history of Neptune Beach, the amusement attraction that was once known as the Coney Island of the West. An Olympic-sized pool, Ferris wheel, roller coaster, exhibitions by Olympian Johnny Weissmuller, who went on to fame as MGM's Tarzan. But did you know that ten bathing facilities once lined our south shore... Join Dennis Evanowski this Saturday at 10 a.m. as Alameda's Changing Shoreline continues with Alameda's Lost Baths and Neptune Beach. This walking history tour will look all the way back to 1877 and the opening of the Newport Swimming Baths some 40 years before Neptune. For tickets and details, visit alamedapost.com slash tours. And now a look at upcoming events of interest to the Alameda community. There's a party with a purpose this weekend at Alameda Point. Almanac Beer Company presents Almanac Summerfest Friday through Sunday. The weekend's events include a concert, dancing, food trucks, and a performance by San Francisco's Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. The event is free, food and drinker pay as you go, and Almanac will be collecting personal care items for the unhoused. Donations needed include deodorant, toothbrushes, toothpaste, mouthwash, floss, shampoo, bar soap, body and face wash, lotion, hand sanitizer, body wipes, baby wipes, and toilet paper. Details at almanacbeer.com or on their Facebook page. Free movies return to Alameda Landing this weekend. This Saturday, bring a chair and some snacks and enjoy a showing of Pixar's award-winning Soul at 8 p.m. Details at shopalamedalanding.com. Alterina Playhouse continues the quality of life set in Berkeley in the wake of the 1991 East Bay Hills wildfires. The show is written by Emmy Award-winning Bay Area playwright Jane Anderson. For tickets and show details, visit alterina.org. We Players continues the run of the world premiere of The Keeper, inspired by the real-life stories of over 100 women who served as lighthouse keepers from Maine to California. The show has the surreal air of a fairy tale, according to Sam Hurwitt of the Mercury News. Performances at Alameda Point Point in the courtyard of Building 16 at the corner of West Essex Drive and Saratoga Street. For details, visit weplayers.org. In Alameda news around the web, beginning next year, the California minimum wage will increase from $15 to $15.50 an hour. For some cities in the Bay Area, that number will be higher and come sooner. As of July 1st, the minimum wage in Alameda will rise to $15.75 per hour. For details, visit NBCBayArea.com, search minimum wage. As reported by the East Bay Times, electric rates are going up here on the island. The Alameda Public Utilities Board approved a 5% rate hike for both residential and commercial customers, effective July 1st. This is the first increase for Alameda Municipal Power since 2019. Alameda's rates remain about 35% lower than surrounding communities. Alameda Municipal Power is community-owned and not-for-profit. For For details, visit EastBayTimes.com, search Alameda Briefs. That's it for this episode of the Alameda Postcast. Visit our website, alamedapost.com slash newsletter to sign up for our weekly newsletter. It's free and we'll never sell or give your personal information to anyone. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Find the Postcast wherever you get your podcasts or simply tell your smart device to play the Alameda Postcast podcast. Be it Juneteenth, Pride Month, or just the arrival of summer, here's to a weekend of reflection and relaxation. I'm Scott Pewer. I'll be back next Friday for Episode 9 of the Alameda Postcast.